Hey everybody, this is Gentry from The Salon 360 and welcome to the first episode of The Salon 360 podcast. I hope you guys thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I am going to do my best to kind of get through as many topics as I possibly can because we have just been getting flooded with questions and um, so I'm really excited about being able to answer these in relatively real time. Uh, so if you have any questions, please feel free to uh, email us at hello at the salon 360space or gentry at the salon 360space and I will be honored to answer your questions. And again, thank you so much for, uh, for tuning in today. Also, please, and I'm just going to say this right off the bat, if you guys find any value off of today's video or off of today's podcast, please do me a favor, share this with as many of the salon professional friends that you have, um, whether it be people that are in beauty school or salon owners or people that have been 20-year veterans doing hair. Uh, I would really appreciate all the support and please just refer this podcast to as many friends as you possibly can um, because my point of doing this is to hopefully give you guys as much value as possible. As much of the training that I do with other salon owners and with my team at the Black Cat Salon in Hawaii, this is what I kind of live my life by. This is what I do um, as far as like training and as far as coaching is concerned. And so this podcast is specifically for the beauty industry. However, the same guidance and principles I would give to other industries are going to be found in this podcast as well. But this podcast for me is just primarily just for business. It does get a lot of, um, it does move a little bit into philosophical debates and philosophical questions and, um, you know, more ethereal type concepts. But re the reality of the situation is for me, this podcast is going to be primarily for business um, and especially business in the salon world and uh, and, and for those uh, that are in, this, in the salon and beauty industries. With that said, uh, here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about redos today. And redos, as I just said, is when you do a service like doing someone's hair, like a haircut or a color service, the client's not happy and they ask you to redo their hair. So it's called a redo in my business, in my salon. So whatever you guys call it in your salon, that's up to you. Generally speaking, most, uh, most hairdressers and most salon owners view redos as like a bad thing. And the reason for that is because it's kind of like, it's kind of a ding to the ego. It's a ding to the brand. It's kind of like, I didn't do my job right. As hairdressers, we really put ourselves out there as creative craftsmen. And so when we put love and we put ourselves into our work and somebody comes back and says, hey, I'm not happy you missed the mark on this, whatever it is, and I would like for you to redo the hair, fuck, our ego gets bruised, man. Like it is like, sometimes it's like pride swallowing. It's like, oh, but I did so much work on it or, I, or we put a lot of time into it. And, and, and sometimes doing hair can be very menial work. It's, it's very uh, meticulous work. And so we have to really put a lot of time and focus and energy into that hair. And so when somebody comes back and says, hey, I'm not really you know, fucking stoked on what you did, man, it just, it kind of deflates us sometimes. And this happens from the service provider's point of view, so the person that actually did the work, but it also happens from the point of view of the salon owner or the manager. And we kind of take it personally. And it's one of those things that it's completely understandable and it's completely like relatable. Like I felt that way a hundred times in my career. And so I want to kind of share about what we do at the Black Cat what we coach through the Salon 360, and why I'm gonna to try to flip that script on you guys a little bit. I want you to understand that most clients are not gonna complain. Most clients are not gonna tell you, hey, you did a lousy job. They're just gonna wait for their next appointment 
or worse, they're just not going to come back. And if you want to make add, you know, add insult to injury, they may even tell their friends like, don't go to that fucking salon, which is why this has got to be considered a team effort, which we'll talk about in just one second. But when was the last time that you went to a restaurant and the coffee wasn't hot enough or the French fries weren't crispy enough or the service was just lacking or, um, you know, they didn't come back and refill up your drink, uh, you know, you know, within the timeline that you were kind of hoping for. Did you complain or did you just kind of let it slide under the table? Um, when was the last time that you really needed a long, like a longer hug or a longer kiss from your partner or your spouse? And you said, hey, come back over here and give me a longer hug. Most of us just don't complain. This even happened to me just this morning. I tried to give my wife a kiss because I was in a rush and I gave her a kiss on the lips and she goes, no, 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 get back over here. Give me a longer kiss. Make me, make me remember this kiss. And it's like, wow. So I have somebody in my life that's willing to actually like put themselves out there and be vulnerable enough to either deal with me either A, rejecting them or me fulfilling that request. And that's exactly why most people will not complain. If you go to a restaurant, most of the time, if the food isn't hot enough, I don't say a, sh I don't say a fucking thing. I just sit there and go, okay, I'm just gonna eat my food. If the french fries are a little bit soggy, which don't tell my wife I've been eating french fries because she doesn't like it. But for me, I just won't say anything. I'll just kind of make do. I'll just kind of like, okay, I'll you know try it again next time. Or like I said, I just won't go back to that restaurant again. What I want you to really think about is this, and this is really important if you're a service provider and you've put a lot of love and a lot of time and a lot of attention into the work that you've done and somebody says that they don't like it, I want, I want you to really hear what I'm about to say to you because this is extremely important. They're coming to you because they're saying that they trust you. They trust you enough and they feel comfortable enough and safe enough with you that you're not going to reject them, that you're going to accept what they're saying as a criticism and they're going to trust you to fix the work that you've just done. Now, this is a huge compliment to you because what it really says is that you developed enough of a personal relationship with your client that they trust you enough to say, hey, look, I want you to do a little bit better or hey, look, I want you to do a little bit more or hey, look, I am feeling really uncomfortable with the service that I just received and I trust you to fix it. I want you to flip the script of the thing that might be going on inside your head of feeling like I'm a bad fucking hairdresser because trust me, we've all dealt with these thoughts. I'm a bad hairdresser. I'm a fuck up. Maybe I should do something else with my career. Maybe I don't need to be doing hair anymore. Maybe I just need to go manage a salon. Like, Sometimes those thoughts will go through your head when you get called out for, from a client that's wanting you to do more work or better work on their hair. But for them to trust you and to say, hey, I trust you to fix the mistakes or to trust you to fix where I'm feeling uncomfortable, that is such a huge fucking compliment. And I want you to really let that resonate inside your own heart because that is a huge, huge deal. And so, the way that I view as a salon owner, as well as a hairdresser, is that when we get redos in my salon, I think to myself, fuck, I have done such a great job of letting my team know that they can truly be themselves inside that place of work, that they can start developing personal relationships with the clients to where the clients can feel safe communicating all of their needs, whatever they may be. And so for me, if I flip the script of looking at a redo as a bad thing and look at it more as a great thing, and I really train my team into knowing that this is a really big compliment, this is a really big deal for you, a lot gets accomplished. 
relationships between hairdresser and client is it's really a sensitive relationship and so if the client feels safe communicating their wants and their needs um, you've just developed an incredible relationship that I want you to truly honor moving forward. Now that's from a service provider point of view and it's extremely important that you understand that because I, and that's also, again, that's also from a, a salon owner point of view. If you're having redos with your team, that is a good thing on some level because it's letting you know, A, the clients trust that your team can fix their mistakes. It's another thing that it becomes a little bit of like from a salon owner point of view or from a leadership point of view, like if you're in a position of like being an educator for your salon or if you're a manager for your salon or if you're the salon owner, it gives you an incredible cheat sheet for where more training and more hyper-vigilant focused training needs to be for that stylist or for the team as a whole. So if you see a reoccurring pattern and you see that maybe Sally is just getting a lot of redos on her haircuts, you know that maybe Sally needs a little bit more attention knowing how to cut hair or how to, or how to even do the consultation properly. There's something missing in that service um, process that Sally needs a little bit more attention with. And so it becomes a cheat sheet for you for training for your team, and it becomes... Uh, it becomes a cheat sheet for you to know where to focus on, on training for your entire company as an organization. So redos are a really beautiful thing because they're not just out there in the world like, I'm never going back to the Black Cat Salon ever again because that's how most clients com like communicate things. They don't say, hey, don't go see Gentry at the Black Hat Salon. They're gonna say, I'm never going to the Black Hat Salon, and they never fucking come back, which hurts everyone. It hurts the salon owner, it hurts the general manager, and it hurts all of the service providers within that business. And so it's extremely important that you view redos as a beautiful, beautiful compliment of your ability to correct your mistakes. Now, from a payroll point of view, this is also extremely important for you to understand. Whatever is legal in your state, and I'm just gonna put this out there for you, because I don't know what state you're in, or if you're even in the United States, I don't really know where you're listening to this podcast, but it's important for you to understand. From a legal point of view, from a payroll point of view, make sure that you're processing redos appropriately, meaning that in most states, you are not allowed to remove the commission or the pay from the original service provider and giving it to another service provider. Generally speaking, you as a salon owner have to gobble that loss. And if you if you move it around differently or if you move it around illegally, you could have serious implications uh, for lawsuits and liability in the future. So please do your due diligence to understand truly how to make sure that the payroll is being allocated appropriately for redos. From an HR point of view, it's extremely important for you to make sure that you're tracking redos, to make sure that you have a method of tracking all the redos that are coming in, not only for a payroll point of view, but also from a training point of view, but also it's extremely important for you to really see if you have, like let's say one of your top stylists is doing a really fantastic job, and then all of a sudden they start getting a lot of redos within a certain period of time, you might wanna check in with them from an HR point of view that something personally might be going on in their lives, and it's really important that you start paying attention those indicators to really see where 
you could be focusing your attention. Now look, at the Salon 360, we cover all these things in the training from the Salon 360's platform. So we have things like Numbers 360, we have People 360, and we have Culture 360. Now these elements all kind of fit together to really help you understand a deeper understanding of how these things play a role in your business and the success and the, and the health and the longevity of your business, as well as your legacy and your reputation and your brand. And these things are extremely important. So if you have any questions or you need any kind of feedback or you need some extra support, please visit us at the salon360.space. See if any of the platforms might be of benefit to you from the People360, which is our HR department, which is hugely important, as well as the Numbers360, which is our bookkeeping and benchmarking department. And this is an extremely important department as well, as well as our Culture360, which is the one that I head up the most. And that is where I truly teach you how to walk through the culture and how to develop the culture that you're truly looking for in your business. I really appreciate you guys tuning in today. I hope that this brought some value to you. Again, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, share, subscribe. I would really appreciate it. This is our first podcast and um, I'm really excited about all the um, information I'm going to be able to put out to you guys. Um, if this is a podcast that you're listening to, please share this with your friends, all of your salon professional friends. I would really appreciate it. Salon owners, beauty school students, estheticians, hairdressers, managers, just put it out there. I would really, really appreciate the referral. Um, it means a lot to me. It means that I'm doing a good job. And again, if there's any topics that you want me to address, please just email me directly at gentry, J-E-N-T-R-Y, at thesalon360.space. I hope you guys have a blessed day. Thank you so much for your time and energy and attention. I'll see you guys next time.